Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. for the smart and superficial girls everywhere. It's me, your host, Alexis Barber, and today I am coming at you with a little Q2, or Q1 recap slash Q2 goals. I was struggling to come up with a really like solid idea for a new theme or a new thing I wanted to do on the show. And then I was like, I have all these questions sitting in my DMs. I have all these questions that I never get to answer on my Q&As because I hate long stories. So I decided like, we're going to just chat. I'll give you a life update to get started. And then I want to run through the things that were working for me in Q1, the stuff I really liked in Q1. We are superficial at the end of the day here. And then jump into what my goals are for Q2 because it's going to be a really fun quarter. And then after that, the whole rest of the year will be focused on business school. So with that being said, let's get started. Please don't forget, by the way, to rate, review, and leave a review on our Apple podcast if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to follow the show on Spotify. It really does so much for us. It helps our show get pushed out to other people who are like us so that we can grow the show, so that I can pay people to help us build this incredible thing for you all. So since I'm a completely independent show and really... um, bootstrap all this myself. It means a lot to me when you take the time to leave a review. And thank you so much to everyone who did and entered into the giveaway for last week. I DM the winner on Thursday. So by the time this goes out, whoever won should know. With that being said, let's get into my Q1 recap. So, uh, or actually let's start with a life update. So I just want to give you all context for like where I'm coming from right now. At the time that this gets released, it's going to be like end of March. And in Q1, I had big goals for myself. I did. Um, But I was making those goals from a kind of more burnt out place. I didn't know that I was going to quit my job at that time. I didn't know what I was really going to do. I didn't know that Google was going to do layoffs. I didn't know that I hadn't officially 100% committed to business school yet. So when I was making a lot of my goals for Q1, I was in like such a different headspace. I, like I said, I was burnt out. It was end of December. I had just gone through the launch for the Too Cozy robe. It was my birthday. I was sick on my birthday. It was just like a lot. And I was trying to like be as, as many dreams high in the sky goals as possible. And honestly, when I'm looking at this vision board, a lot of it did not happen. And I honestly think that that's because I needed this past quarter to rest. I think that that's really the only thing that the universe was trying to tell me, girl, because I really feel like in Q1, resting was like my priority and I still sometimes feel exhausted. It was really more about like having that downtime, that ramp down from working for the past two and a a half years and jumping into 
actually, you know, trying to get into my own creative pursuits and take care, taking better care of myself. And I still don't feel like I'm 100% there yet. But Q1 just sort of felt like, okay, here, it's a pretty slow start to the year, but the rest of the year is going to be great. I quit my job early February after the layoffs and a lot of internal changes at YouTube. I just wasn't happy there anymore. So I talked to my manager. He basically was like, if you want to quit, he was like, if money is the only thing keeping you here, like, just leave now. I love him for that. He's He was, I think that like, I'm really lucky to have had a great team and a great manager at YouTube. After the last few weeks at YouTube where I was just like, going so hard finishing all the product projects that I wanted to finish before I left. I think that specific two weeks was the culprit for really like burning me out to where I needed to ramp down for a lot longer than I thought I would. I just think like the last like six weeks of not having a job, I've struggled to one, create structure for myself and two, just like feel inspired because it used to be like, I'm so busy. That's why I'm able to get so much done is because, you know, that saying like, you want something done, give it to a busy woman. I felt like that was really what was running my life because I was working so much that like, what was another task, you know? But now I feel like, okay, there's no structure. It's all on you. You have to create all of this for yourself and be responsible for all of this for yourself. So you have to like think in new ways. And I think it's an exciting challenge. Like at first I was like a little worried about it, but I never want to complain about this because it's not something to complain about. It's like a gift. A lot of people don't get the opportunity to create their own days, create their own lives. And just because I'm struggling with it right now doesn't mean it wasn't something I prayed for and something I wanted. So I'm trying to like see it as a exciting new challenge, a new skill that I'm building instead of like something I have to overcome because I'm just not naturally good enough at it. But like who would naturally be good at creating structure for themselves when they've been in structured environments for their entire lives? You know what I'm saying? So trying to give myself a lot of grace. But when I look at Q1, I'm just like, I'm super grateful. Jeff and I's relationship has been like really strong. We both have been transitioning into working for ourselves. And it's been odd, but it's been odd to like have all that downtime. But our relationship has been really strong. My friendships have been really strong. And so and my relationship with my family, which is good. So Overall, it was not a bad quarter, but it was just not what I was expecting. So now I want to get into like the things I was loving. Oh, I didn't even talk about business school. So many questions about business school. So I got into, I want to give you a quick rundown here for the people who have been asking. If you don't care, you can skip this part. But I've been getting a lot of questions about how I got in, what business school is like, et cetera, et cetera. And I think I'm going to film a whole YouTube video and podcast about it, but I'm going to release that closer to the date of me actually matriculating to business school because then I'll get a bunch of people who are like interested in business school content and I won't have any more for them for a while. You see the strategy, you see what I'm saying. So I am going to tell you a little bit about it now. So when I applied to business school in the senior year of college, I applied. It was basically everything was due around like April of 2020. Um, I applied to four schools, Harvard, Columbia, Wharton, and Kellogg. Um, I went to Northwestern undergrad. So Kellogg, that was really just because I was there. Columbia, because it was in New York. 
Wharton because it was the best and Harvard because it was Harvard. And um, I had also done a summer program at Harvard. But essentially, I took the GRE. It's basically the exact same application for people who apply in undergrad versus people who apply after getting some work experience. The difference is that when you're accepted and while you're still an undergrad, you have to work for two to four years before you can matriculate. So they don't want you without any work experience. So I am going three years after getting some work experience. But essentially, I took the GRE. I took the GRE because I wanted to be able to use that score for other master's programs if I decided I wanted them. So for example, Wharton has like a dual degree law and um, business program. And at the time when I was delusional, I thought that I would maybe want to do that and get the JD MBA, get get my law degree. Boy, was I mistaken, girl. I can't read like that no more. Hell no. Hell no. A lawyer? Oh my goodness. So I was um, very deep in that. And that's why I took the GRE. And then we did the interview process. I got recommendations, all this stuff. Finished it up and I got into Wharton, Columbia, and Kellogg. So I didn't get into Harvard. I bombed my Harvard interview, honestly, but I think it's actually a blessing I didn't get into Harvard. This is why I say everything happens for a reason. So two of my best friends from college got into Harvard. So I was really, uh, at first I was like, I feel like a little left out of this, but here's like three things I've learned in my like research looking back on it is one, Harvard just would not have been a good fit for me, like whatsoever. I don't really like Boston. I don't like the case method, like the case method where basically every class is taught through a case study instead of like just being taught like a regular class. So you'd have to be learning like finance through case studies. And like that just wasn't my vibe. You also have to go to class. Attendance is really important. And you have to go to class five days a week as someone who has a whole separate career in New York for for content creation, that just probably wouldn't be possible for me, especially because it's in Boston, which is four hours from New York. So I feel so lucky. Like Wharton is my people. And the reason I actually was so happy I got in too was that I was, when we were applying, they had a separate like application session and like info session for black applicants with the black student council. And that made me feel really like seen. Everyone there was so nice. And Wharton has a really strange interview process where they do a team-based interview. And so I was reaching out to like other black people who went to Wharton and who were like in my industry on LinkedIn before the interview. And every single one of them got back to me with, with tips, whereas like the Harvard people didn't. And so I think like, In the moment, my heart was really going towards Wharton and I had to have God give me that because they know like I probably would have gone for the vanity of Harvard that over Wharton, even though I'm a better culture fit at Wharton, I'm so grateful that God like stepped in and was like, no, you're not going to get in and you're going to go to the place that's best for you. So that is a little bit of the story on that. And then I was getting a lot of questions when I was talking about my apartment because I shared my affiliate apartment search on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, and the apartments are very expensive. And I was sharing like why I needed to live in that specific area. So um, essentially, 
a lot of people don't recognize that, and it's not anybody's fault. I'm saying they don't recognize just because that's fact, not because like in a condescending way. A lot of people don't recognize that business school, and I didn't recognize this either, that business school is not an academically challenging environment. People go there. Yes, you will learn tangible business skills. Obviously, you're going for an education, but like the business world works, it's really just about who you know. It's about networking and it's about socializing. So a lot that happens in business school, a lot of people call it a two-year vacation where they just get to like defrost from working like super crazy hours by traveling and going out and drinking and partying and going to all the, doing all these things that they wouldn't get to do at any other portion of their lives. There's a lot of hookups, a lot of relationships. It's really like a lot, honestly. And so for me, the reason I needed my apartment to be in that like little area is because I needed to be a part of the social scene. I feel that that's going to be the best thing I get out of the program. I feel like expanding my network is something that is very important to me. I obviously have the Google network and I have the network of people who went to Northwestern. But I think that that in the industry I want to go into is in building a product-based business, building this media company into something requires knowing more people and being able to have more mentors and get more advice and like learn from others. So that's something I'm really excited about and passionate about. I just am so excited to like meet people. I think the pandemic turned me into more of like a recluse, like someone who likes to stay home. And so did working so much just made me want to stay home. But in college, I really was going out and I really liked partying and not like going super hard. I My freshman year roommate said, like, Alexis, you have such a gift because you can go out, have a whole night with tons of stories and be back at home by midnight in your bed. That is really, I really mastered that in college. So hopefully I'll be getting back to that. But that's a little bit of an overview. To finish off the Wharton conversation, I did find an apartment. They're sending me the lease literally as we speak. I didn't get a bathtub and that's the only thing I sacrificed, but I got such a beautiful apartment with incredible views of Philly and I can't wait to be the girl that's hosting the little like pre-games and dinner parties in my place. It's going to be gorgeous. You guys know how I feel about apartments. I am such an apartment snob. I love, love, love decorating. It is my favorite thing. And I just posted a little reel on my Instagram of my updated like New York apartment tour. So you can go look at that if you want. Oh, final, final answer. People have been asking me a lot about what am I going to do with my New York apartment. As of now, I believe that Jeff is going to move into it and I am going to it just so that because his lease is up right when I would be moving to Philly. He's lived in a house with his friends for like three years now. And I think he's going to move into here while I'm there just so that we can keep the deal because I have a COVID deal. You know, I think that might happen, but it's not 100% confirmed. So don't go black. Not that you would don't take it for whatever. Finally, now let's get into the, my Q1 faves. This might be a longer episode. And I'm okay with that. So I want to just run through a bunch of categories and share with you my favorite things because when we had a lot of like guests, as we've like changed the podcast like structure, I feel like I haven't been giving my smart and superficial tips recently. So I want to start by saying in Q1, I loved my regular self-care apps. So I've talked about the Superhuman app before. I really love it. Um, What I've been doing recently is like as soon as I wake up, I will like turn on the lights, sit up in bed and just do a meditation right in bed because I 
struggle to do sit-down meditations. I always do the walking meditations, but the app has way more sit-down meditations. So I decided I wanted to try those out. So um, I've been doing that. I just like the less than 10 minute ones. I can't be doing nothing crazy, you know. I also love astrology. So I love the Chani app. I feel like everyone talks about CoStar and the pattern. Those apps are ass. The Chani app is the only good app. However, it does cost money. So I'm not going to ask you to spend money to look at astrology, especially if you don't care about it. So you can like learn more about your astrology, sure, from those other like apps. But I love the Chani app. I gladly give her my money because every week she tells me what's going to happen in my life and 90% of the time she's right. Then I love the Headspace app for sleep. When I can't sleep, I love listening to Sandy Cove, which is like a little sleep story told by this old guy. That puts me out. It's iconic. I love it. And then finally for working out, I'm still loving my Alive by Whitney Simmons app. I feel like I've tried out the Shreddy app by Grace Beverly. I tried out the Strong app, which is what my boyfriend used. I tried those both out this quarter and it honestly wasn't nothing compared to the Alive app by Whitney Simmons. She's a legend. Love her. If anyone has her contact info, I would love to send her a robe. Then I also want to jump into sleep a little bit. I said at the beginning of January that I was struggling with my sleep and that was really just because I was probably anxious, who really knows, but now I've got my sleep routine like down. So I drink a cup of my Beam Dream CBD slash magnesium slash everything in it tea or not tea. It's like a hot chocolate mixture that tastes so good. I can't even express it to you. Like Jeff even asks for it now. I would literally just drink it for the taste if I could, but it will put you out in 15 minutes or less and you'll be sleeping like a rock. That shit is so good. So I especially like to have that on days where I've been doing a lot I like to have that when I need a good sleep, you know? So it was, it's so good. I love that so much. And of course, I got I have my aura ring and I have been syncing my aura ring with natural cycles. So a lot of people asked me after I got my birth control out, like what I was going to do to prevent pregnancy. And so I've been doing natural cycles is something I've been using. I have I like it so so, so far. Um, I think it's a little annoying to sink it every single day, but that's, but I, my biggest fear is pregnancy. So you won't catch me doing that. Speaking of hormone balancing, I also got my birth control removed in the beginning of January or in the middle of January. So I want to give you a little update on that. One, I feel so much better. It's so interesting to get to know my personality and my, my hormones and like how I feel in my body without the influence of hormones. I find that a lot of the things about like the cycles, I can now chalk up like my weird emotions sometimes to just being in a different phase of my cycle. So for example, a few days before I get my period, I start kind of just getting really mad and feeling like I am in my flop era, like just not feeling good about myself, blah, blah, blah. And then my period comes and I kind of understand that a little bit more. Whereas when I was on birth control for so many years, like I didn't have that natural like in attunement with my body, you know, when I got angry, I just thought it was because something was wrong with me because there was really no like telling what your hormones were doing on that birth control. Like, 
I mean, I was bleeding for literally a year. So how would I know like, oh, your period's going like, no, that wasn't something I was dealing with. So it's kind of, I just really, really like feeling in tune with my body. I really, really like that. It feels good to me. It feels natural. And some of the things that I did to balance my hormones, I guess, I haven't taken any formal tests, but a way that you can check your hormones is by looking at your period blood, which is kind of nasty, but it kind of is like a general test. And also on my periods, I haven't had a lot of cramping or symptoms. And I've basically like been shown that most of the thing, like I'm pretty healthy. And that is just such a relief, you know, like that I'm a healthy individual that like something's not wrong with me. I was worried that I would get off birth control and then I would like discover that I had some like horrible disease. I just feel like way more proud of myself for taking care of myself, way healthier. And that's been amazing. I track my cycle with the Flow app, the F-L-O app. I read the book In the Flow, um, who created the app as well by Elisa Viti. And that is what I'd recommend for anyone who's looking to get off birth control because they give you a good idea of what symptoms and stuff you should, symptoms of what supplements and stuff you should be taking. And that's what I've been doing. Some supplements I recommend though to everyone, obviously talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor, but some other supplements that have helped have been ashwagandha and magnesium. I think both of those things are things anyone can implement into their like life because most humans are deficient in magnesium and magnesium is so good for stress management, for sleep, etc. So I have a magnesium pill I take from JS Health Vitamins. I'll link them in the show notes. They are really nice. They're woman owned too. So I try to get my vitamins from them. And then also I do um, ashwagandha. So I went to get acupuncture at Aura Health in January as well. And I think that might have really helped me balance my hormones. I don't know. I really, really, really want to go back. And the acupuncture acupuncturist gave me ashwagandha because he was like, clearly you're dealing with a lot of stress and you really need this. So he gave me that. It was really helpful. I think it's helpful. I don't really know, but I've been taking it and I hope it's helpful. Those are my supplement updates. Okay, we're, we've got to get through the rest of all these updates. Honestly, I'm like not even mad. This is like a long solo episode. Let me know if you like long or short solo episodes. So body care. I have used a ton of different body care products this quarter, um, but the most luxurious feeling has been this L'Occitane shea butter that comes in this glass jar. They send it to me and I feel like a princess every time I put it on. But I have been also loving the way body care. So they have this St. Bart's um, body wash and body scrub. And I've been using that pretty consistently since they sent it to me. I will be buying it again with my own money. That's how I know whether to recommend a product or not. But I honestly don't think I can use another body wash just because it smells good, it looks good, it feels good. My body doesn't break out from it. I have very sensitive eczema prone skin. So I don't take what I, I, like my recommendations for body care have to be like just for sensitive skin, even if they're not formulated for sensitive skin. If it works for me, that means hopefully it will work for you too. But I have very dry eczema prone skin on my body. And that stuff feels really moisturizing. And the scrub is really nice because I feel like I'm exfoliating. Right now, guys, I feel so pale and ugly and disgusting. I can't even tell you about it. Like, I literally had to take everything. It took everything yesterday for me to not book a flight to the freaking Caribbean because I saw pictures of myself 
from an event I was at where I just looked so pale and it grossed me out. And I, <laughs> I'm going so hard about that, but like, I don't know. It's just, I feel so much better when I have a tan. But I'm trying to save money for our Europe trip and not spend money on like a Caribbean vacation because I don't want to like be stressed about money going forward. Um, And I don't want to be stressed about money while we're in Europe. I want to be able to like fully enjoy it. So I'm just going to have to get a self-tanner. If you were also dealing with eczema, something that really helped me was switching from from Tide pods to all free and clear pods because those, I can even tell now when Jeff comes over and like, with his whatever he's wearing his clothes and touches me or like sleeps in my bed I get I break out like I get an eczema breakout because and I asked him literally to change his laundry detergent because it's I think honestly the laundry detergent does influence you a lot so definitely check that out if you are dealing with these issues okay skincare so q1 we were obviously in winter. So in winter I like to be a moisture hoe, you know what I'm saying? I also just last week, got a laser facial, which was so luxurious, so amazing for my skin. Um, It's called Clear and Brilliant. I went to Joanna Vargas. I feel like it's very annoying and out of touch for me to keep being like, they sent it to me or they gifted it to me. But because I get these opportunities is why I get to share with you and tell you if you should spend your money. And if I'm sharing it with you, that means that I would spend my money on it too. So I hope that that helps because I don't want to sound like I can't do all this crazy shit and buy $40 body wash, Alexis. No, I know. It's an, it's annoying. So um, let me know if you want other recommendations too. But I got this laser facial. It was very, very, very expensive. I didn't know how expensive it was when I got there because I was like, I didn't remember signing up for this or anything. Like I was truly like so busy when they sent it to me that I didn't like register what I was doing. So basically a laser facial, they just burn the top layer of your skin off and you come out like a brand new baby after a few days. And it's been incredible because it targeted the things that I really, really disliked about my skin, which were my acne scars and texture on my forehead. So it targeted those. It does cost $750. Did I know that? No. And then when I tipped, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Um, But I honestly think like it might be something I would splurge on again in the future as long as the results last a long time, you know, simply because like it just did wonders for my skin. Like it just made me feel so much better. And I know it really just targeted the two main things that I like other products just really can't do for me, you know? And it's something that most people get once a year if they get it at all. So I feel like that makes sense for me when it comes to like laser facials at least. So yeah, that's in my arsenal now. You'll see me back there at Joanna Vargas Skincare, which has been incredible. The other things that have helped with my hyperpigmentation are having a little like Basically, I have a like rotation of three different days of skincare that I do. So at night, I'll do, it'll go like this, like every three days, we'll do retinol. Then the next day, we'll do faded, which is topicals like um, dark spot corrector. And then lactic acid on the third day, fourth day, just moisturize, and then repeat. So that way, I'm getting all the benefits of all of these things that target those issues on my skin, but I'm not like overdoing it. So I use the Summer Fridays Retinol because it's really gentle. Like I said, I have sensitive skin. Sunday Riley Lactic Acid, Sunday Riley Good Jeans. And then um, 
topicals faded. Um, and then I rotate between a ton of different moisturizers. Like I love the Laneige one. I love the Summer Fridays jet lag mask. I love the First Aid Beauty re- Repair Cream. I love a moisturizer. You send me a moisturizer, I'm going to use the whole thing. Like I love moisturized skin. Hair care. Guys, I'm having so much fun. I hope you are too. Hair care. People ask me about my hair all the time and I have to tell you something. I got to be real with you. I fucking hate my hair right now. I feel like because I grew up, I did all of college and post-grad, honestly, with the same exact hairstyle of just middle part curls. I like can't look at myself anymore. I just feel like maybe it's because I just like, I don't know, like I just really don't like looking at it. I just feel like it's a different person. You know, I feel like it's too young. I just don't, I don't really like my hair right now. I know I'm going to get braids for when we go to Europe. I feel my best with braids, but braids, people say braids, oh, braids are good for your hair. No, they're not. Braids are bad for your hair. You're pulling at your hair for a month. They're not good for your, for my hair. So, and they're expensive. It's like $400. So I will probably be getting braids again for Europe, but until then I might just like keep straightening my hair because I just don't like looking at it right now. And it's not rooted in anything problematic, I hope. If it is, that's humiliating. But I just don't, I just don't like it. I need something new. And with black hair, I feel like it's a little bit harder to just like, I feel like the white girls can just dye their hair. Well, I know that actually that's expensive. My mom gets her, my aunt is a hairstylist, so my mom gets her hair done and actually it is kind of a lot, but I always, my mom has thicker hair than me, guys. Can you believe that? She literally has the prettiest, thickest hair ever. She's blonde and her hair is like, if you like grab, like, you know, if you grab hair, like it's going to be a ponytail. If you grab mine and you grab hers, hers is literally like two inches thicker. It's so crazy. Clothing I've been living in is the Beyond Yoga sets. Um, I don't think you need any other sets these days. The Beyond Yoga and Lululemon sets are so soft. But the thing about the Beyond Yoga ones is I don't feel like they pill as fast as the Lululemon ones. I feel like I wear, I guess maybe I wore my Lululemon aligns to death, but the Beyond Yoga ones don't pill as much. And I really like them. They're not, they're, they're so good. I just feel so comfortable and they're so flattering. I just really love them. Then, um, I also have been living, like living in aloe yoga sweat sets, which has been fun. When I leave the house, I've been trying to, I, I feel like I deal with a lot of anxiety about my outfits these days. So I've been trying to like really dive into Pinterest and like have a board and have a vision for what I want to recreate before I leave the house. That way I don't, freak out about it anymore and have to like start from zero. So that's been helpful. My favorite food of the past few months, (laughs) let me jump into it. So first of all, the Trader Joe's pork and ginger soup dumplings are probably 30% of what I've consumed in the last three months. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I go to Trader Joe's, I buy six. I have two at once. Sometimes I just have one at once, but two at once makes it a full meal. So yeah. Literally obsessed. Um, they're so good. Everybody talks about the chicken ones. Those are bland to me. They're not very good. So the pork and ginger ones are so much better. If you like beef and if you like pho and like meat sauces, I think you'll really like the the pork and ginger ones. Then protein. Something I've been doing that has actually changed my life has been eating way more protein. So I have a separate TikTok. This is also a little hack for you guys. I have a separate TikTok that is like just 
fitness and wellness and like inspirational life stuff. And it's on my iPad. It's not on my personal phone. But whenever I'm feeling like, oh, I don't want to work out today or I don't want to like take care of myself today, all I have to do is scroll through that TikTok for like two minutes and I'm like instantly inspired again. So I think if you have something that you are looking to do or something that you struggle with, like fitness and wellness are not really the center of my life, but they are something I struggle to consistently do. So that's why I made this TikTok for myself so that I can like have instant inspiration. Like I'm like reprogramming my brain, you know? On there, they talk so much about protein. So everyone is basically saying like, you need to eat one gram of protein per body weight per day. Uh, that's a lot of protein. You know what I'm saying? So, but when, once I started implementing and eating closer, I probably eat like a hundred grams of protein a day now on a good day. I saw the craziest changes in my body. So you guys know I work out, like I lift heavy weights. That's like my favorite workout. And then I do like low intensity cardio. Those are the two things I do. I just don't really waver from them. But I was struggled to sort of see muscle definition. And when I started eating all this protein, I swear to you, an ass came out of nowhere. Like out of nowhere. Like I know that I was probably just sitting on all these muscles, but just not eating enough protein to like fuel it. So I didn't change anything in my workouts, in my diet or anything. If anything, I was probably doing less, but I saw like my muscles really pop out. So I have to say protein is where it's at. Two ways that I get extra protein in my day are one with ratio protein yogurts. So these are like Greek yogurts that have 25 grams of protein in them, which is so good for you and so good for like stay not being starving all day. I hate breakfast personally. I really hate breakfast. Like I just don't like eating it. It's not my thing. I don't like eating first thing in the morning. I like to have a coffee and go on a walk. I don't like to eat. So what I do is I either have a ratio protein, what is it called, yogurt, or I do a protein iced coffee. So I will get those like um, premier protein. I have them from Costco. They're like 30 grams of protein each. Put that with a little bit of coffee and a straw and like I... I'm getting enough protein in. I'm getting 30 grams or 25 grams or whatever. And that way I'm hitting my protein goals. Yes, it's processed. Yes, it's not the healthiest way to get all your protein. But for someone like me who's busy and just doesn't feel like who doesn't like it's like, you know what? I'm sacrificing the like health of the chemicals for getting the protein, you know? Final favorite of Q1 has been my YSL black opium perfume. I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop wearing it. Okay, finally, we'll jump in to our goals for Q2. Obviously, Q2, I am going to be traveling. So in Q1, it was really like transition period. Q2 is April. I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be working on the podcast. I'm going to be working on our launch for June. Um, I'm going to be, you know, just more of like grind mode. It's spring. I think I have a better routine now that daylight savings is here. And just, you know, like being an entrepreneur, freaking girl boss in New York. May, we're going to be in Europe all of May. So I'm finishing up our plans for that now. I'm so excited. It's going to be the best time ever. And then we'll end off our trip in May by going to Beyonce in London. My life will be forever changed. Then in June, I'm coming straight back and my family is going to come visit me. So my mom, aunt, and my cousin are going to come visit for my cousin's birthday. 
which will be really fun. And then I will be just living it up, having a hot girl summer here in June. It'll be my last full month in New York. And then in July, I'll be moving to Philadelphia. I'll probably move mid-July. I don't really think I need to be there like a whole month before school starts, but I do want to get all my stuff there. I want to get settled. I want to find my coffee shops and my grocery stores and my takeout places before school starts. And school at Wharton starts August 7th. So classes don't start then, but there's like a introductory leadership course that all first years have to take. And that is the whole month of August. And then classes actually start in September. So yeah, that is my like plan. Obviously, April is more of a girl boss time. May is our travel time. June is when we're going to be living our best life. We'll be launching the second product for two collective, God willing. And (laughs) because shipping these days, girl, yeah, I've been working on this product. It will have been for like over a full year. When it, by the time it launches, because I just we couldn't, I just wanted to get it perfect, and then we'll go to school. So that's my little life update, my favorites, everything probably that you didn't need to know that you did need to know. I really like doing these solo episodes, but next week we'll be back with another guest. And please let me know what you want to hear from us. Let me know um, if you have any like guest requests because. I know that like you guys like the solo episodes too, but I know you guys like the guests too. So let me know who you want to hear from. DM me on Instagram. My DMs are always open. I love you so much. Everything will be linked down below. And don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.